0: This is the Billington's In the Heart of Oldham podcast and it's called that because we're in Billington's and Billington's isn't in the heart of Oldham, but it's not just physically in the heart of Oldham, it's a place that is in the hearts of many, many Oldhamers for many, many generations as a former dance hall, a dance academy and social club, effectively. If you talk to anybody around here, they'll know somebody that went to Billington's or they went to Billington's. and People met here, people got married, fell in love, people had kids, people, you know, have had, you know, a support network of people um, when they've lost people in the families and things like that it's been a really important place so how long how long's has it been here it's been um, well it's been here for a, it's been a dance school for a hundred years it was a dance wow. school, going back it was called Turner's originally yeah. and then it was Billington's uh, in 1934 I think is when Nora Billington and her husband uh, Albert took over and then Albert died uh, prematurely in 1964 and then the, the, the custodians of the of the building <laughs> then up until 2000 2016 were Brenda and um, Dennis Massey and they took over in 1970 from Mrs. Billington, who used to live next door in that house there. So it's kind of like it's it's always been a place where people have grown up, and and you know, there's been a lot of you know dating and dancing and, and music and everything, every everyone going through everything together. So it's it's it is in the heart of all, of a lot of older's. So that's why we've called it that, and that's kind of been the tagline for this for this place. I think we should introduce or you should introduce yourselves here because I think I think that that's actually like a really relevant point to the kind of thing that we're going to talk about now about how this place has gotten such an emotional connection with people and how it's always been a place of support for people and it's had a, a very inclusive kind of message over that time. So um, introduce yourselves first of all.
1: I'm Pauline Smith. I'm a mature trans woman Uh, I currently live in Radcliffe, which is part of Bury. I've been involved in many activities in the LGBTQ plus community since I came out in the Netherlands 25 years ago. Uh, I moved back to the UK around 2008 and lived in South Manchester, then in Salford, and in 2012-13, I moved to where I am now. I'm involved in many groups for the LGBTQ plus community, Pride in Ageing, the berry LGBTQI plus forum, uh, and a whole lot of other groups as well.
0: Great stuff. And yourself?
2: I'm Jane Friend. Uh, I'm an alderman, but, but actually I'm a Chattertoner. I've lived in Chadderton 71 years, and... Almost nine months. Um, I'm the treasurer for Alden Pride, and I have been for the last couple of times, I think. Um, I've been in a lot. I've been involved with a few community things, and at the moment, I'm also involved with something called Talking About My Generation. So I do a bit of writing and taking photographs for that.
0: Right, and so the. the the reason you're here, I guess, is um, Billingtons were were quite involved in Olden Pride this year and and um, and will be going forward. That's very much something that's that's going to be, um, you know, he's on the owner Chris's agenda. Um, and you met there, didn't you? You met Chris. Do you want to tell us about about meeting Chris and tell us about what Olden Pride 2023 was like? Apart
2: well, from wet, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. It's that. think it's the third one when it's absolutely poured down and uh, this year the council because of the work that's going on at spindles had let us use the queen elizabeth hall and just made it um because they'd done tables for us and we had a stage and the the um, stalls were at the back of the hall, so everybody was you know, warm. Even on the parade, um, people were laughing. Uh, it was just brilliant. Uh, I was really proud. Well, I am proud anyway of Oldham, which people find a bit strange, but there you go.
0: <laughs> no, I'm with, I'm with you on it. I mean, that, absolutely. Do you have any connection with Oldham apart from like visiting, or is it just uh, sort of a, a, a local town in your?
1: Uh, only in the sense that I had relatives who, who lived in Middleton when yeah. I was small. Yeah. Um, and I was here occasionally, but it, it, in terms of a, an actual real connection, my connection's through Jean, like her, I'm yeah. a reporter for talking about my generation. Yeah. So w- we, between us, wrote an article for the for the ma- online magazine about Oldham Pride Gene mm-hmm. had taken some photos other people had and were able to put it together I, I would say that my impression of Oldham Pride was even though the weather was appalling <laughs> because the, the space that we had inside was so large mm. it meant a lot of activities could go on there were room for stalls There was constant acts of various kinds on stage, an amazing speech from from the mayor of Alderman about tolerance and understanding people who were different to you, Mm. which I thought was, you know, for a keynote speech, it was really important. Mm. It's nice if it comes from our community, but it means more if it comes Mm. from someone who is not, part of the lgbtq plus community
0: mm. i mean i mean ultimately that, that's the ultimate aim though isn't it is that to just see everybody as the community rather than separate communities and i think uh, i mean we all we all have different communities within our community but you know really if we're all just functioning as one tolerant community <laughs> that's that that's the goal isn't it uh, and i think that that was kind of like what chris wants to achieve here is the safe space i think like talking about that i mean you, you'll be able to tell us the importance of in history of of safe places to to come and talk. A safe place, I think, is somewhere to come if you've maybe you're struggling, you've got to come out or you're you're suffering from bullying or whatever, I guess. But mm. somewhere where you can come and talk to other people that have empathy and experience that, that can relate to you. Is that is that kind of the is that kind of the gist of it? Um,
2: I'm not going to say struggling, but I am going to say struggling because I can't think of another word. When I was struggling, um. I didn't come out till I was in my 40s uh, and I struggled at work. I, the work was awful, absolutely awful. And I've had youngsters stood at my gate calling me names. and also, mm. It would have been nice to find somewhere like that. And it was at a time, well, for a start, we passed through James Anderton's time, which was a horrible time to be gay. Um, Probably an horrible time to be a police person as well if you had to do the things that he asked them to do. Um, But there was absolutely nothing. And, uh, sorry, as I say, um, you weren't sure of how friends were going to react. Mm -hmm. And touch wood, most of my friends were really supportive. But uh, it it would have been nice to make that step... um, I mean the foundation is great but to be quite honest, going to the Manchester at night time from is a nightmare, Mm. so you know, something local would have been a
0: real help. I think so there's what day is it on Bradford It's like a designated time of day? Is it second Friday of every month? Second Friday of every month, we'll have to check that and, yeah. and make sure that we said the right information. But it's, it, it's just sort of like, I don't know where it's, where it's advertised particularly or anything like that, because I'm, I'm hopelessly prepared, but we'll make sure that it goes in the notes for the podcast. So just have a look at the bottom and, and, and the information will be there. Um, but yeah, it's just like you said, knowing that there's some way you can go to speak to somebody that you might not otherwise have in your life yeah. at that time.
2: I mean, Age You Care have a group uh, for over 50s, which I was part of. And to be quite honest, um, that isn't, for me, a supportive group. I don't know if you actually want to include that, but it's um, straight people that run it. Right. And, yeah.
0: Right That's all i was say Yeah, okay well, So I mean, you know and Whatever it is Wherever it is you go to Whatever it is It's got to be right for you mm-hmm. You've got to feel comfortable You know And if that group's not the yeah. one Then there's got to You, know, you need something else Don't you mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us You've touched on my generation Do you want to just tell well, us A little bit about b- before that before
1: you do that About safe space Because um, I came out in In the Netherlands Yeah Because my now ex-wife Discovered some women's clothes and the proverbial hit the fan Mm. and we ended up getting divorced relatively quickly Mm. which meant moving from having one family home to having two family homes Mm. because we had a son of nine Mm. and I joined a group that you could define as a safe space or as a support group Mm. bear in mind that In 1996-7, which is when I came out, trans people were called travesties Mm. in Holland Mm. and either cross-dressers or transvestites here. Mm. The use of the word trans only came in the last six to seven years. Mm. And what was really, really important for me was being able to go to an event in male attire, get changed, try to present myself as a woman. I mean, I've had 25 years practice now, so I'm a lot better at it. I've said 71
2: years, and I'm and, not good at it.
1: And the key was that they offered support, so and it was a, it was a national group for trans people, basically. It still exists, uh, but they met in various towns across the country. So most weeks you could go somewhere, as long as you had a car, mm. which I did. And they gave, that at every meeting you had support and you were able to talk to people. And they could also push you and say, well, have you thought about having you know, seeing a psychologist and talking. So I had two years of one-to-one therapy in Holland, trying to find out why I was trans. I never found that out. But what I did find out was how to come to terms with myself. Mm. And I think what Billington's is doing in creating a safe space for people in our community, and it's primarily, it's either young people or people who come out later in life, like we both did, mm. and they need support. It's, not, it's partly finding that you're not alone. There are people like you. But it's also being in an environment which the refurbishment of this place shows it's got a warm feeling mm. about it. As a, It feels inherently a safe place. Mm.
2: That's Social media at the moment, though, is driving uh, hate. Um, <coughs> so uh, it's re- it is really important yeah. that we can have supportive people. And I mean, this,
0: this place, this there's a thing about this place, even before the work was done and it was... Because the thing was, is it was left from 2016, mm-hmm. the roof was kind of caving mm-hmm. in, there was about 100 pigeons living up there and you know, it needed a lot of work doing it, But even then... This place, like I said, by being in the heart of Alden, the energy in this place is really good. Yes, and 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 you could feel it even before the work was done, and then when the work was done, it was done with, with the heritage and all that kind of stuff in mind, and keep trying to keep the spirit of the place, going. And it, and it is a safe, feeling, environment. It's a nice place to be, but that's not enough is it for a safe space you, you need you know you need that for if somebody's coming in and need need to have those conversations need the empathy need the sympathy need somebody who really like you were saying before about a group being run by straight people well I mean I couldn't offer stories of, of my experience to somebody in, in, in a situation that's just come out because I've never experienced it no. so it totally needs to be coming from somebody like I mean you know I'd, I'd, I'd offer a non-judgmental uh, <laughs> mm. but it's not the same thing is it it's, no. it's totally different so, it, it's, and that was the key. You know,
1: I, I've never forgotten the first ever uh, meeting I went to, which was happened to be in Amsterdam. And I was trying to put my makeup on in a tiny mirror, no bigger than my hand, and I could barely see in the light. Mm. And this other person next to me said in Dutch, what is Udam, so what's your name? And I said, pal, well, Paul. And he said, because we were both putting makeup on, so effectively we were men. Mm. (coughs) (coughs) And he said, I'll translate it straight into English, no, silly, what's your feminine name? Yeah. And that was how I ended it with Pauline, because it was the first name that came into my head. So it wasn't that I'd spent hours choosing it. It was an instant reaction. And I think if you have a safe space, then you need to have people from the community Mm. who are prepared to listen and which is the key thing listen mm. let the people talk and then occasionally offer advice If of you would you try that or try mm. this or whatever and there are enough people in our community and there must be enough people across older bit in our community Absolutely. who would be more than happy to give to do it especially if you're having it once a month initially, you might find you need to do it more often, but yeah. you know, start with it small and see yeah. how it goes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think it's, um, I think it's, I think it's a nice. I think that's part of the thing about this place is that's that's the essence of it. It's for every, That's what we're trying to get across. It's for everyone. You know, it, it, it tends to have a slightly older uh, because. Not appeals, not the right word, but like the nights that we've had on and things like that because people remember it from back in the day so they tend to be a bit older and because it's not really established itself yet amongst maybe against younger people but still a lot of people come in there's still a diverse mix of people who do come in and um, we definitely want to keep that you know because that's that's what Oldham is Oldham's a very oh, diverse absolutely. place isn't it i mean you know England, Britain England is a very diverse place and that's what, for me that's what makes it A great place. I look
1: at it this way, you know, the Greater Manchester, there's 200 languages spoken. I'm fortunate I speak four of them, but I don't speak the other 196. Mm. But it's important that, to me, as a human being, that the tolerance is both ways. So I'm tolerant of people's ethnicity and their religious beliefs. And the quid pro quo to that is that they're tolerant about me. Absolutely. And I don't find, I, I rare. I do get um, abuse, but it's not as often as it was. Mm. Um, in fact, I think I can't remember when it is, but in the next few weeks, I'm at a hate crime workshop in Bury because I'm one of the hate crime ambassadors for Bury and anyone who is like we are like Jean and myself who's not heterosexual suffers at some stage discrimination or hate and hopefully no physical abuse verbal is bad enough Mm. and if people who are thinking of actually coming out, have a safe space here where they can come and talk to people. That is really important because I don't know, Jean, is there is there anywhere else in Oldham that's actually offering that right now?
2: No, there isn't, as far as I know. I mean, there's, as I said, there's the Age mm-hmm. yeah, UK um, group. Um, but it's not well advertised, so I don't think people know about it.
0: Well, that's great then. I mean, that's that's something to be to be. I mean, I've, I've been, I i do not work for for the for Billingsons as a full time employee. I'm self employed, but I've I've been involved with it and do work for Chris, and I've been proud to do so since it started because I've, I'm a massive you talk about being proud of all of them. I'm a massive advocate for keep for what's good about all of them and, and, and I love old buildings being turned into something new rather than being knocked down well, and all that a, kind of stuff
2: that's a recurring theme isn't it on mm. uh, Facebook that they knock everything down Yeah,
0: <laughs> and they have done I mean like, the, the, this road was full of magnificent buildings but then they've all gone I don't remember most of them because they've been knocked down years but you know it's Like I say, it's, it's another thing to be to be proud of about the place, that, it, that it's you know going forward with something like this and offering this, this safe space.
1: Well, it's, a, it's a unique USP, as the yeah, Americans call it, it a yeah. unique selling point. Yeah. You've got the, the history of the place, and uh, anyone with any empathy can feel it as soon as they come in mm-hmm. here uh it, you know it has what the dutch call gezelligheid which means it has that cozy feeling mm. where you feel relaxed yeah. and i think if in a safe space environment that is really important yeah. that that people feel comfortable so they can because when you take that first step of of actually admitting mm. to yourself who and what you are, and you're telling it to other people and you're asking for help, that is a huge
0: step to take.
1: Mm. That first step is always the hardest.
0: I mean, I can't really like, imagine, because I'll be honest, Like, I've struggled like with my own, like, you know, I've had my own issues, mental health and all that kind of stuff, and I've only really started to feel comf- like really comfortable in myself since I got into my 40s. I've started to feel much more comfortable in myself, and not f- battling with myself internally and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know, maybe it's just a, a natural thing or whatever. But then to have sort of like to to have this thing inside you where you're having to deny being mm-hmm. yourself all the time and being consciously aware of it for for, for maybe for decades must be very very draining <laughs> and exhausting mentally and, and and really hard to deal with. So you know, I mean, I think what what's the reaction like now from and what's the change? So like you talk about getting abused and you talk about online hate and stuff like that. Do you find that, is one of the things that's making things easier that heterosexual community is more supportive and helps challenge behaviours as well? Or is there still a lot of work to do in, in, that, in that area, would you say? Well,
2: I think there's still a lot of work to do, but I had the pleasure of going and talking at a local school um, about being gay uh, and they had their own pride there. Mm. And I just wanted to cry. Mm. It was so because I taught, and it was so different from my experience of being in teaching in a school as well as going to school. And so, you know, that, that is a, a big change. Mm. So hopefully that'll filter through. Um, you, you are fighting. Well, I am. I mean, I, I'm a bit of a naughty word person. Um, for challenging stuff on Facebook about um, oh God, who knows it's a race to
0: the bottom though when it Facebook and things like that it like, is, you know yeah. what you mean because you yeah. it's you'll never you'll never no because it's not a proper debate it's not a proper conversation no, people absolutely. say things behind from the the safety of behind the keyboard that they never yeah. say to your face yeah. and stuff like that and it's and it's, it's it turns into a cesspool social media for that kind of stuff it's just not constructive at all is it no you know, I mean
2: there's there there, there are still uh, An age a class of people no class isn't right that use the wrong words that don't haven't moved forward Um, and I don't know if they ever will but that would be nice wouldn't it
0: Mm. I mean I I keep an eye on uh, uh, what's going on in America a lot yeah and you know because it's just fascinating isn't it you know and uh, I mean I have people come very close to me that have been America uh, that are American and, and, and over lockdown and everything with Trump and the riots and, and just everything just kind of gets sucked in. But it's just turning, it's just bizarre, isn't it? Like this kind of like, they call it religious, but I think it's more fascist than religious, isn't it, over there now. And what they're doing causing more, stoking more hate and division and I worry I worry about it. it's like one thing about it being over there but it's I, it's important that, that that kind of thing doesn't get allowed to take hold over there but it, everything tends to filter and yeah. knock on to places it's, like Britain it, and it needs challenging hugely. It's
1: more than just filter, the
0: um,
1: alt-right as I call them, mm. they have very deep pockets mm. and they're funding a lot of stuff over here now for transgender hate Yeah for getting abortions banned. Mm. You know, it's about women's rights as well. And I read the Boston Globe, not Boston, Lincolnshire, <laughs> Boston in <laughs> Massachusetts, which in many ways is a city similar to uh, Manchester as much. It's got a liberal, mm. radical outlook as a city. Mm. And I read this article. I, I don't get full articles, but I get headlines, mm. and you can get the gist of it. Mm. And this gay man in New York was saying he no longer feels safe in New York, which traditionally has been a very tolerant city.
0: So it's it's going back the other way then, isn't it? it.
1: The the pendulum has swung Mm. a long way back, and for the transgender community in this country, there is a lot of hate Mm. and a lot of uh, name-calling and ramping up of the rhetoric and, and
0: mm. the problem and is it's stuff. not the it, this is the thing it's not actually you know you talked about getting therapy and, and, and looking into it's, it's hate within yourself for yourself and for your own personal trauma that you then target on other people because at the end of the day yeah. trans people gay people whatever are living their life you probably don't come into contact with them they do absolutely no consequence whatsoever to, to the people that are hating but they've got they've been wound up and, and using it as an outlet for their own rage, aren't they? It? Mm. And it's and it's so it's the the actual issue is why people hate like that, mm. why people mm. feel like that, and how do we how do we challenge that? As, as much as we need to offer support for people like you know like sell the people who are coming out? How do we challenge that? How do we how do we stop that I've, that hate? And anger?
2: I've got a great admiration for people like Ada HD and uh, Mamaji, who is our uh, olden Prize patron, who do. Um, what's it called? Oh, um Drag Queen Storytime. Yeah. Um and the abuse that they get is so disproportional to what they're yeah. actually doing. Yeah. Just think they are fantastic people and the the support they actually get is is
0: heartwarming. But they also... I just just thought then, right, so a a classic British tradition, right, is pantomime, right? There's always a, you know, the pantomime, (laughs) there's a drag act at Panto panto all the time. And for for, for years and years and years, kids being entertained by a drag act has been perfectly normal. And it's part of the thing in it. You get dressed up. And you know that, like, and, and it's just a, it's just another, ca- an, a, you know, a, a, a char- an engaging mm-hmm. character, and that's all it is when it's a, a, a drag story. It's so just yeah, an engaging, absolutely. flamboyant character that's reading well, a story the story and drives the, your imagination. And the old presentation
2: is makes, you know, makes allows children to engage with it. They love colour. Yeah. They love daftness Don't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's great. Um, I went to see McKellen in Mother Goose and he, he dragged up yeah. and I have never been I've got to the theatre quite a lot I've never seen a standing ovation until that day right. just fantastic and I don't understand why I don't understand people but No. <laughs> I,
0: and, and, and that's the thing It's I, all these things are just a, a manifestation of their own insecurities and their own uh, issues and that, that's what people do they, you, you lash out at people when you if you're comfortable in yourself and you love yourself, mm. and you and you're content with who you are, you've no reason to start lashing yeah. out at other people. That's that's what I think anyway. And I'm you know I'm no psychologist, but I think it's I think it's a little linked.
2: You used the word fascist before, and we encourage not to use that word, but I do see such a comparison with mm. fascist Germany at the moment. Yeah. So we really have to do have to be on our toes. Mm.
0: Well, things just things just things happen, don't they? Like they slip out of control, mm. and so you have to be aware of it. And I think that's why I think, like I said, it, I'm proud to work at Billingtons or with Billingtons, and, and it offers that kind of space. And um, it's easy to think that well, things are getting better for you know certain communities, and things have changed, and they have. But it doesn't mean it's secure yeah. or that it's really changed to gone past the point where everything is it's the norm. Like say it's going back the other way mm. in in some respects. So.
1: I think what you get is that sometimes with when you get big changes like with like Britain has been through, and mm. I'm not talking about political changes, I'm talking about the acceptance of uh, same sex marriage, uh, mm. more rights for trans people, more rights for homosexual people and lesbians. And we could lose all of those things if the pendulum swings back too far the other way, and we're both older. We can't keep fighting these fights forever you know we've carried the torch, we fought for a lot of these things that have become significant- they've become is legal now you can marry someone of the same sex. Yeah. And you can have children together, mm. whether they're adopted or IVF or whatever, doesn't actually matter. But mm. you can have children together, so you can have a family. And this isn't pretend. And the 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 only difference is that some children have two daddies or two mummies, mm. or maybe two of each, mm. like somebody I know has, mm. four four parents, mm. and. We need to keep those rights. They're a privilege. They've been hard won. Yeah. And I doubt if any politician would have the courage to actually stick their head above the parapet and say, let's get rid of those. But they're quite happy to fan, to use the LGBT community as a punchback yeah. for their f- frustrations mm-hmm. because of things that are going wrong when it's on your watch, so Mm -hmm. to speak. And coming back to the safe space concept here at Billington's, I think what is really key is to the point you made about learning how to love yourself, accept yourself. When I had therapy in Holland, which was in Dutch... One on one for two years every week, sometimes twice a week, as part of my health coverage. I started off trying to find out why I am trans. I never found that out. What I did find out, because I'd constructed a tower of bricks around myself with arrow slits that I fired sarcastic comments out at people because I couldn't actually be who I wanted to be. And after I deconstructed the tower, which was an incredibly painful process, both emotionally and and, and mentally, I realized that actually the person that that I actually was was very different than the persona I presented Mm -hmm. to the outside world. And since then, I've never gone back to that sarcastic person. So anyone who knows me now never knew that person. Mm. It was like that was some kind of weird alter ego. And my perception of all of this, the reason I'm being personal, is that's my journey. Other people's journeys are different, but people carry a lot of angst. When you're part of our community and you're not able to be who you really want to be, for whatever reason I mean, this is not being critical there can be many reasons why you can't come out but when you start to make those steps it's really important that you've got somewhere where you can come and sit and talk and see people who are like you mm-hmm. and realize you know whether you're a gay man gay woman bisexual Transgender, a drag queen, whatever it is, you don't have two heads. Mm. You're a human being.
0: Mm.
2: I think we're lucky in Aldham uh, that we've got a parish church that's supportive as yes. well. I think that must make a big difference to people.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I mean, you know, all these things, all the all the things that. Come between tolerance. I mean, obviously they're they're constructs like religion and, and things like that, aren't they? And societal things and cultural things that that don't really exist, really. I mean, like if, if when we're kids, if we just if we're allowed to just carry on being who we are as from a kid, but we get into we go to school, we go to we get we get sent to, to church to do this to do that the other, and and you get you get you, you get moulded and you get yeah. told you can't be this guy. If we were just allowed to just carry on being that kid, I mean, I personally would bring. I'd have therapy sessions in school yeah. from a very, very young age and and, and, and everyone, because everyone needs therapy everyone needs it, everyone needs to understand who they are and mm-hmm. why they are who they are and everyone's got loads of internal questions about life and the universe and this, that and the other and I, th- I think therapy should be something that is normalised from a very, very early age and we should have our heads looked at as much as we have. To, well, we want to have our bodies checked out, I think there's no and then we'd have a much healthier yeah. probably more liberal, more tolerant society. And, and ultimately, I think... Well, unless you want to control society, that's what we all want. But the people who want to control it, you can't control it when it's like that. Yeah, so you have and to You have to create right. division y- and, and, and... You, you, you
1: still yeah, have yeah. discrimination, you know, because what you're talking about... I lived in Holland from the early 80s, basically, apart from a short period in the middle for five years until i came back in in 2008 and they have a grown-up attitude towards mental health they don't say you know if you break your arm you're not expected to repair it yourself whereas mm-hmm. here in the uk if you've got a mental health issue yeah. well you need to snap out of it and solve it now yeah. get real that is not <laughs> ever gonna happen because no. you'd have no you do do not have the tools and the reason you're, you're you're struggling is, and your mind and your body are interlinked. Yeah, 100%. whether it's like me building this carapace of a tower around yourself or whatever it is, doesn't really matter. Now, it's slowly, slowly getting better here. Attitudes are, ta- are changing. The way you described that, you know, people are now starting to say, well, hey, you know, I actually want proper mental health provision. Mm-hmm. It's not just about my physical health and the fear of getting cancer or whatever. It's also, you know, we, I, I want to feel comfortable in myself as a person. And going back to your dreams, you know, one of my friends, Clara, who's who's trans, and she told me this story, she said... When I was small, she said, when I was about eight, I used to pray every night to wake up as a girl in the morning. And, of course, nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm. And she said, now, you know, because she's a bit younger than we are, but, but I've had this, this, the the reassignment surgery, and I can actually... In my eyes, the reason it was important was because I actually want to have the, the nearest I can get to an actual physical woman's body. And she's sufficiently comfortable in who she is as a person to talk openly about it. And I th- I think that's also one of the things you should think about with, with the safe space thing, is who... How many people are there in, in the community in Oldham who can come and offer support mm. or whatever? Not
0: necessarily all the time, but to be there to just to help. Um, I think that's a great call-out for the podcast, is that if you are somebody listening to this who wants to contribute, come along and offer support to, to, to whoever needs it here, then you know please do. Please come along, because... It is going to be a really valuable resource, isn't it? Yeah. To people yes. who need it, and uh, you, you know what I love about this podcast. So we said said we should start a podcast about Billingtons, and it's just a business in Oldham, it's just a venue in Oldham. But it's not. It's 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 a place where people come and perform. We have musicians and we have comedians and we have we have. Uh, there's a tuneless choir here. There's a there's this it's 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 only an empty vessel when it's em- when it's empty, but it's the people that come in that make it something and I have fascinating conversations with people by doing this stuff and about life and about humanity and all this kind of stuff because that's what it's all about mm-hmm. you know it's and 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 when people come to to this place which so food and drink and dance and music or it's to have a conversation it's it's all about those different elements of humanity and emotion and what makes life worth living um so I love it I love doing this and, and like I said at the beginning what are we going to talk about we'll talk about safe space we'll, we'll just have a chat and we have just had a chat and we've gone down whichever whichever which way and we could probably talk for the rest of the afternoon but um, it's just been it's been really interesting and, and you come to Billington's you're always welcome see what's on come along come to events come to the safe space uh, chat to whoever is there anything else that you'd like to say before we before we wrap up we, we didn't mention my generation did we I don't know if you want to mention
2: that at all or well I was going to say the food's great as well it is good isn't it? No, the food is good Yeah, yeah Pauline weird. says something
1: about my generation I think with with my generation it, it I mean what it is uh, it, was, it was set up in 2019 uh, by, by two two women who are now around 40 and it's older People, so over 50s, primarily over 60 to be fair, reporting across Greater Manchester in all the different boroughs about what kinds of things are going on for older people. So it's a mix of current stuff, nostalgia, you know, what's your favourite TV soap with, with, with Northern stars in, for example, or how do you like your chips do you like it with gravy or you know all these kind of so some some things are very light hearted and yeah. then on the other end we we've written series of articles on on applying for for benefits pension credit warm home discounts you know cooking tips cheap meals all mm. these kind of things there's a whole raft of values and after 3 years we got awarded the Queen's Award for Volunteers, which is really pretty quick. Yeah. And originally we were sponsored by Age UK in Salford, but, and the funding stopped at a certain time, but we kept it going. Yeah. So Kirsty and Grace, who, who are the two women who, who are the sort of leaders of, of it, said, you know, are you happy to use your time? You know, we said, well, yeah, that's all we do anyway. We're just volunteers. <laughs> you know, we're not paid. We've learnt new skills, how to make podcasts, mm. how to write short, snappy articles. Mm. And people have used the skills they've got, like Gene with photography, or I've rediscovered my gift for writing poetry. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of stuff. And we've written personal stuff as well about our lives, about you Know the impact of various events on us, whether yeah. it was when we were children or whatever it is. Mm. So, in a sense, the tie into Billington's is that it's we're part of the community, mm. we've not been around because none of us are as old as Billington's. But you know, I'm 75 and I've experienced so many things in my life. Mm. I've lived and worked in four countries, I, sp- I speak. Four languages, some of them well, some of them not so well. And I've experienced other cultures, which has helped me to be tolerant Mm. about how people do things differently. And I I suppose the, the life lesson I've taken is wherever you live, look for the best that's available. Don't constantly criticize the things that are wrong. For example, it would be very easy to look at the centre of Oldham where there's all this building work going on and saying, you know, well, it's never going to be finished. Well, of course it is. Mm. And once it's finished, it will be a better place. Mm. And it will be more vibrant and there will be more people and people will come back into the area where Billington's (coughs) is. Yeah.
2: Well, an example of the stuff we write about is I'm going to go home and dig some potatoes up and photograph them with my courgettes and my onions (laughs) because I wrote about actually (coughs) growing potatoes. Uh, But one thing about talking about my generation and acceptance is the way the two women that run it have encouraged and it's just made such a big difference to my confidence and their attitude is just miraculous really and that's just the sort of attitude we need here in, in, and in general
0: where is, where is it? Is it based somewhere physically or is it just kind of an, a, a We
2: have a, a roaming meeting place well, the we, moment we're meeting at the village hall at the bottom of Gate. <laughs> right. we've done um, Zoom meetings uh, I think it's wherever we can get a cheap deal basically <laughs> <laughs> Let's
0: have a word with Billington's
1: <laughs> well, we, we remember we, that um, we we yesterday. we meet. You know, it, it can be anywhere. To be honest, yeah. some of the meetings we have are on Zoom, yeah. but a lot of people prefer the actual uh, yeah. live things yeah. because you know a lot of a lot of older people need hearing aids and, and are not wild about having to use Zoom. It doesn't yeah. mean we're not capable of doing it. We just Nobody, don't like it's doing. It's also
0: lacking it. that person. It's also lacking what. Be, meet, getting together with people is is special and it's important, isn't it? And meeting up with people, so I, you know, it's like we, when we all went through lockdown and we realised just how <laughs> important that is. We had enough Zoom and all that on during lockdown. Like, if you can I get together, you want to get together. I
1: the think. other thing that's nice is when we're together. So there, I think there were eight, eight, or ten of us at the meeting last Friday. You spark ideas off each yeah. other, and mm. and also people bring stuff along to show you. Mm. That they've been working on or that they're because everyone's got their hands and feet and fingers in different pies you know we happen to be community reporters but nearly everybody is involved in in a myriad of different groups and so we bring the experiences from those groups into Into our discussions and that sometimes it sparks something We could try that Mm. We could try that approach With something else or it sparks an article. Mm. Yeah, we had a discussion about the new What I call the white elephant in in, uh, uh, Factory International and I was quite passionate about how I generally think it's a total waste of money. That the money could have been used in different ways. And then Kirsty said, "Well, you're that passionate about it. Why don't you write an article?" So I sent the article off this morning to her.
0: Yeah. Well, that's I mean, that's what the best thing, the the, the most valuable thing with commodity we have is, is ourselves and our yeah. authenticity and our stories. And that's why I love doing this. Why I love doing podcasting. I like hearing people's stories. Everyone's got a story. Everyone's got a bucket, like really. It might, some some might be longer than others, but the stories that everybody's got that are of value yeah. when they're shared and views and opinions and all that kind of stuff. So,
2: the variety of people um, is is very interesting there because we've got somebody that's got dementia, and you get a different view of what dementia is by yeah. having that person. Yeah, and and the, we cover quite a big. Um, area, different boroughs, so you know you. you when you say I'm an older man, and I think this is the centre of the universe, you know you realise that Jolton might be. <laughs> so
0: yeah, you do get a bit different perspective on life. I think that's the thing about you talk about living in different countries and travelling and meeting different people, and I'm. I'm you you've got to try and live your life outside your comfort zone as much as possible because mm-hmm. that's i think it's only when you when you're comfortable with yourself that you become comfortable with other people like you you're not overthinking it. what what is this person going to think of me what you know like you talk about people with dementia and stuff like you you know i'm so much more comfortable now like walking just meeting people and not bringing my, I don't bring judgments into things i'm just happy to be myself let them see me for who i am let i'll see them for who i am as much as i can because we all but i didn't used to be like that I used to take a lot of angst and, and paranoia yeah. and, and mistrust and, and anxiety into meetings of people and stuff like that. And I think that's... The more you, you put yourself out there and the more you, you, you put yourself into uncomfortable situations and meet different types of people, the more you start to learn to get over yourself and over that stuff and, and just be more comfortable around people, which is why I can do this now, this kind of thing, where I just sit down with people I've never met, just have a have a conversation. I think it's fantastic.
2: Well, I went out with... Um, and ex-Works Colleague yesterday. Um, Obviously, I worked with her, seeing that she was a work colleague. Um, She's quite religious, and I don't think she would have been accepting of me um, 20 years ago. And I was always very cautious of what I said when I was Mm -hmm. in work. And now I don't care what she thinks, and we've got a great friendship. Yeah.
0: So... Cause it's not the be be-all and end-all of who you are, is it? No, so it's just not a part of who well. you are that really doesn't yeah. have any actual impact on anybody else only than you. So, yeah. But listen, we we could talk, we could go on forever, but we'll we'll stop it there. But it's been really really nice talking to you. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks for being so candid and so open and so honest. You're welcome. Um, and um, hopefully, Billingsons will will be a safe space and, and, and thrive as a safe space and, and the people of Oldham will, that need the space will, will come and use it great. I'll
2: thanks look for forward your time it.
0: it's been great thanks mm. very much <laughs> Billingtons and the heart of Oldham is produced for Billingtons by Coupon it's hosted and produced by Matt Dean with the support of Christoph Zemlik and Bradley Marsden. For more information about the venue, please visit BillingtonsAldum.co.uk and follow on social media at Billington's The music is elevator music, Bossa Nova Background Music, 60s version by Les FM for Pixabay Royalty Free Music. Thanks for listening. See you next time.